0: You're listening to Tech Talks, a new podcast from Broadcast Tech. Hello, I'm Jake Bickerton, and I'm the editor of Broadcast Tech magazine. Welcome to a new series of podcasts from the Broadcast Tech team. Today, we're talking with Derek Moore, CEO and co-founder of Visual Effects House Coffee and TV, about the impact of coronavirus on the post-production and visual effects industry. Can we start by you telling us a little bit about coffee and TV and the history of the company? So
1: I guess just briefly, we started seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, 2012. We just wanted to do some really cool projects with some clients. So the idea was that we would just connect to each other remotely and present to our clients remotely. We've now got um, a couple of floors in Broadwick Street in Soho, packed full of amazing people and you know creative talent. The cost of rent in Solo is obviously horrific, so you try and keep your footprint as low as possible to run an you know, efficient business so that as, many, as much of the client's money goes on the screen rather than to the landlord. Probably a third of our staff at any one time are working remotely, or have been working remotely up until last week, so all connecting into our infrastructure. And yeah, so we've got 36 people, sort of permanent staff, and then maybe 10 or so freelancers working with us at the moment. Yeah, last week we just realised we were going to have to you know, be prepared to fully move off-site. So that's a great opportunity because a lot of people actually enjoy the working from home sort of flexibility. The only challenge really then was just doing it all together. You know, that's the communication piece, which we're now with, we're sort of refining. We're in day two and a half, probably. So we do... You know we have a, an all-company meeting at 10:45 every day so it gives people a chance to sort of get get rolling with the day and then find any issues or blockages or see what's happened we'll get together on on zoom for 10 or 15 minutes
0: how does that big meeting work because i've seen the image with you know your 36 people on screen at the same time it looks well fun but it looks slightly overwhelming and, and yeah how do you do it from a logistical point of view
1: it's, it is fun it's still early days so it may become less fun as time wears off uh, <laughs> yeah we, yeah, we just have a couple of little housekeeping rules. So everybody has to be muted because all those people with open mics at that time would just be, you know, carnage. And there's a chat window at the side, so I'll um, just give them a little sort of state of play from where we are today, because obviously every day at the moment is a rapidly changing feast. But I'll rather call people out if I want to hear what someone's what the view is, or if anyone's got anything and they particularly want to share, issues or positives or whatever's going on for them. They'll just post it in a little chat window on the right-hand side and I can see that as I'm chatting, so um, it's quite an interactive format. But it's cool, it's just really lovely to see everyone's face once a day, to realise yeah. you've got something bigger than just you in your bedroom or your office or wherever it is you work.
0: I guess there's an argument that it's almost bringing the company together more so than uh, having the one physical building with a third of your staff you know, working elsewhere. Uh, they're still working elsewhere but you kind of feel like you're more all together i guess
1: we're definitely communicating with more intention when you're in the studio i think you take it for granted that you sort of bump into people and you have those water cooler moments where you can kind of check in um but the but the sort of conversations you have are you know can be quite flippant and um you know sort of quite small talk you know whereas when we're communicating now you know the the reason you you know you get together at a certain time to discuss a certain thing so the kind of the intention of the communication is a lot deeper and a lot more relevant. and So it feels like we're actually getting better at talking to each other and actually making more of an impact by communicating better. I guess we lose some of the nuances. It's harder to read other people in that sort of situation. But I'm hoping that with practice, then we will get a little bit more honest and vulnerable about actually admitting if we've got any issues that we need help with or... Uh, I'll certainly try and lead that um, to set by, lead by example, and hope that other people will pick up on that.
0: And beyond the communication, how is the practical aspect of the work being done? Is it from a technical point of view, was that easy enough to enable you know your visual effects artist to do you know their bit and log into the? I presume you've got a centralized system where all the, the data is held and all that kind of stuff, you know, was it straightforward enough to provide that?
1: it was fairly straightforward i wouldn't say it was simple but i think we're at the the perfect size like if we were a lot bigger i think it might have been a challenge i think if we had been fully in the cloud where we've had data resided in the cloud already that would also that would have be been easier currently we're just using our studio infrastructure as our own cloud so our workstations and our artists are connecting into their own workstations in the studio Via remote networking of some description, TeamViewer, Teradici. So we're not moving massive amounts of data around the country. We're hosting it all centrally, and then just people are just connecting into their to their workstations.
0: It's only day two, but when the clients want to view and you know maybe give some feedback on the work that's done so far, how's that being enabled at the moment?
1: There's lots of software solutions we use, uh, FrameIO for client reviews, which is a great way of um, being able to sort of keep version histories and be able to annotate images like draw on pictures and that kind of stuff you know we're expecting a little bit of leniency from clients you know they would normally like to come and sit with us and just you know watch what's going on but that can't happen so we need to be better at communicating what we're doing when we're doing it you know that communication is two-sided you know they need to know when to be available to approve things and the production team are really stepping up in terms of managing that, that expectation of sort of schedules for For comments, approvals—that whole process—you know—that all needs to be scheduled in now as well. Whereas before, that was just taken as part of the the session in the suite. You know, clients also are quite enjoying being at home and able to, you know, have a little bit of a life around their work.
0: Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. I I suppose on the flip side, we did a piece that you were part of, talking to lots of post production houses, virtual effects companies, and they were saying, on the whole, current works fine. We've got that. But when you kind of project forward a few months, you know, clients are maybe holding out on certain projects that may or may not happen. So there's a bit of uh, uncertainty, things are definitely being postponed. Certain things are definitely being cancelled. You know, what, what's what's it looking like I know it's very early days, but what's it looking like currently for a, a business impact of coronavirus for you?
1: The business impacts of coronavirus, you know, you're right, It is very early to tell not trying to be mercenary about it because obviously it's a massive humanitarian crisis but from a purely business perspective you know we create content from nothing right that's what we do we create the stuff that you can't film you know exploding elephants on the moon is our speciality sort of. <laughs> so you know there is an opportunity for us to be producing content for brands for agencies for clients you know in, a, in the absence of a shoot like right? what can they say what do they want to see what, what do they want to say and yeah. we can make that that's what we've always done so it sort of feels like it might be okay from a business perspective but um you know there's also the question mark about a lot of our work is advertising and it doesn't feel quite the right time to be just selling stuff to people right now Mm.
0: and do you think what you're learning at the moment in terms of how you're working taking your london office and then distributing that into you know wherever your employees are based could be something then that would change your business as well going forward. I mean, will you still need, you know, you know a couple of floors of very expensive real estate?
1: I would like to think that is that this has accelerated the, um, the opportunity to kind of work remotely and that whole flexible technology thing that must have accelerated by two, three, five years. I don't know. We were already looking at taking another floor in our building in Soho and it may well mean we just don't need to. We're already, you know, producing some great stuff remotely and it will only get better from here, I think
0: a really nice positive way of, of something that's you know, on paper terrible and sounds like it could really be a bad impact on business actually if you can turn it into a positive and give you a chance to completely change the way that you work and ultimately save you money in the future from a purely business point of view, that's great. But also from a, a working point of view, your employees will probably really appreciate this too, you know, over time. You know, it feels a
1: little bit shallow to be talking about the business. Mm. That's why we've got such a you know, a health crisis uh, at the moment. But I guess, you know, with, you know, your broadcast magazine and I'm running a company and there are a lot of people's livelihoods dependent on the economy. Mm-hmm. So in that context, you're right. Hopefully this will allow people to spend a bit more time with their families and their loved ones in the long run mm-hmm.
0: uh, while still producing great work for great clients. Thanks very much, Derek. It's been great. Is there anything else you want to add on this subject
1: the only thing that i think the unanswered question is the longer term mental health impact on people working remotely and not having that sense of support from other people we were already doing mental health coaching for our staff for free like once a month check in with a counselor in the studio so that's all moved online which is which is cool we started a meditation channel so we're going to be people are welcome to come and join and we'll do like a morning meditation together for that sort of stuff but whether this is going to be you know, improved mental health or whether it's just a way of just maintaining it and any other tips and techniques from your readership actually in terms of how we can look after our, our staff and our freelancers and our clients, you know, psychological fitness through all of this. Yeah. It'd be really, I'm really keen to
0: explore that. That's a great point. Thanks, Derek. Thanks for listening to the first Tech Talks. I hope you enjoyed it and there'll be plenty more where this came from. Stay tuned.